Okay. Um, thank you for listening. So it's been a, um, about a week, I guess, since I posted something. But what I posted last week was really crap. Um, it was basically a 15-minute po podcast about me going to go get late. <laughs> and um, I don't know. Um, I could have probably done a more thorough introspective podcast than that one but um but it was fun and I mean it did it um I've had a, I've had a, I've had a really good week I've had um let's see what's what's happened this week um well from actually right from that podcast so from that podcast um I met a new friend um who I enjoy hanging out with so that's been, and it's been fun, and it's, um, and, you know, other stuff's really good. <laughs> so, that front, everything is, is kind of, you know, two thumbs up. Um, I got a, out of nowhere, um, this opportunity came, just landed in my lap for, um, a new job for me that in the, um, and what I used to do, if you, I guess I should probably, <clears throat> I'm, I've been a stay-at-home mom, I guess, 10 years, um, but before I was, I was actually in, um, in the corporate world, and I was, I was pretty successful, um, you know, a fact about myself that I always keep forgetting, but I, I was, and, um, I think I was a good enough employee that, People I've worked with remember that, and um, anyway, as someone just recently told me, I was an ace, and <laughs> I um, got a, a a couple contract jobs from that, and it's fitting in perfectly. It's fitting in perfectly with my life right now. It lets me get the foot in back into that world. Um, but I can't go all the way in. I can't travel because I'm a mom to three kids. So, um, and the busy season is about to start with, you know, back to school and afternoon activities and what a, you know, science fair and cheerleading and monitoring of screen time. <laughs> I'm going to miss summer. This is a really, really good summer. This was a great summer, actually. I have a lot to be grateful for. Um, so, yeah, new job. Um, cute new friend. My yoga is, as far as my yoga practice, it's actually, I mean, if you want to, if I talk about yoga as far as, like, the whole thing, not just the physical parts of it, that's actually been going really well, too. I feel like I've um, been able to, to practice a lot of the things that I want to practice in my life. And that's been, it's been a good week. Um, the physical, I sort of kind of came back a little bit. I have a, some inflammation in my shoulders and that kind of, that was just a, you know, um, it's just something that I have to, um, I just have to give it time to heal and not push myself. Um, and I'm okay.
okay with that and uh, you know that's the practice of yoga is a lot more than the physical um, asana so so that's even good uh, my family reunion went great it's still sort of continuing I've had family with me for um, a, a, it seems like a long time now um, but I've enjoyed all of it every you know my nephew then when when my cousins and brothers and nephews um, and my kids were all together for the reunion that was great fun then my now my uh, cousin and his boyfriend isn't um, staying with me and which has been great because my kids are uh, with their dad um, on their vacation so and, I, and that's even you know even though I, I do miss my kids and I can't wait to see them that's always this is always a good uh, week for me to just get my ducks in a row and you know do um, though I haven't done the, the closets and the things that I have I thought that I wanted to try to get done this week. But anyway, I'm going to beat myself up because I've had a great week. I have a new job. Um, I feel like I, I hung out with some friends. I've connected with my family. I've done, you know, I guess the best way I can put it is I, I've been the person I want to be. And any day that that happens is a good day. Um, anyway, so that's how my week went. <laughs> so this podcast, um, the thing I wanted, kind of wanted to talk about in this podcast was um, fear. I want to talk about fear a little bit. And um, the reason I kind of settled on this one um, was trying, what kind of triggered this one it was twofold. Um, one was people you know, things that happen in my life that I kind of want to share with you all. Um, the shit that you can't make up stuff that happens in my life. <laughs> I, I can't, I haven't been able to share um, as of yet. Maybe down the line it's something I can share, but as of yet I haven't been able to share because the shit that I can't make up is really stuff that's just happening in my life that I, I'm able to observe. Observe. Um process, you know, and stuff. But anyway, it involves other people. And I mean, if I could tell you how many times, I, I mean, I'm surely it has to be at least close to 50, probably 50 times that I've been asked to not discuss something on the podcast. And I, there's not that many listeners. Like I had a really good week, uh, or at least my religion podcast did really well. Um, but again, if one person listens to it, I'm thrilled. Um, if no one listens to it, I'm thrilled. But um, I, I've gotten that text or I've gotten that phone conversation. And I have felt, and it's kind of made me not want to do the podcast because I, it, I feel like I can't really be authentic and talk about what I want to talk about because of these restrictions. Um, so trying to deal with that or trying to at least empathize with these other the characters in my life who, who asked me not to share these things um well 
you know, I, I understand a lot of it is their privacy. Um, though I would never use names. I would give you code name. No one, no one would know it's you. <laughs> um, but anyway, their fear of, you know, their shit being shared. I get that. I get that just because I apparently have no problem um, telling everyone my shit. <laughs> apparently, it's a skill I have. It's a talent. Um, but they don't want to discuss it. And I'm, I'm trying to empathize, but at the same time, it's, a, it's just a, like a little bit of a struggle I have going on right now. Um, so I, I decided to talk about fear. And the second part was I did do a, fee, a, a podcast about this. Um, a while ago, but it, it didn't get published for other reasons, and I couldn't, it, there were some points in it that I just thought, you know, I really would like to share with people, because I think I do have something to say about it, and, um, or I've done some serious introspection on, you know, fear, and, um, so I want to talk about it, so, um, the way I thought I'd break it down is tell you my biggest fears and kind of walk through each one. Um, so the first one, you know, I think <laughs> most people have it is, is death. And, you know, to me, my biggest fear, and I think many, most hopefully mothers could relate to this is the fear of the death of a child. And, it's just unimaginable. It's just unimaginable. And that one I've had to, it's kind of, um, you know, having, it's confronted me. It's a fear that I have. It, it starts ticking the moment your child is born. And I mean, the way I describe those toddler, not even toddler years, but toddler down like baby years, it was just fear. I mean, aside from, you know, every other emotion a mother has. For me, those years were just fear of just keeping that, you know, um, little blob alive because they were so freaking relying on you for everything. And it was just fear, it was just fear that I would fail. And that they, you know, SIDS and, <laughs> oh, everything was just fear. That's how I marked that time. Um, but yeah, it's, it's something that starts ticking and, you know, all right, so let's walk it through. So I feel, um, I think I've shared this in previous podcasts. My brother, um, died when I was nine. My youngest daughter right now is nine. So 9, 10, um, 11, 12, I, I would, you know, I would describe it as, and I, I really try to avoid victimization, but I would say for those years I was a victim of the horrible tragedy of my brother's death. I was one of the victims um, because my mother lost her, her fucking mind. She lost her fucking mind, and that's, the realization I've come to in the last two years, um, all that anger and all that, um, 
negative, just negative emotions and, and just, you know, the, the, that story, the dynamic between my mother and I has always been tied into, I think those few years. Um, and you know, I'm not saying my mom's an easy character, um, at all, but how I painted her, how I uh, described her to myself, the story I made up to myself about my mother really is based on those years, 9, 10, 11, 12. Um, and, I, and again, this is just me piecing it together, especially in the last two years, you know, reconnecting with my family, talk, you know, when you relive your childhood and you, you kind of realize, oh, you know what, maybe... Maybe that timeline was a little bit different, or maybe my perspective as a child um, was colored, and maybe I need to to um, forgive my mom. Maybe I need to forgive her and let it go, because I can't imagine if you know. I, I I have I walked through it. What if this child? God forbid something happens. What if this one? What if this one? And um, it's it's only it's something I pray I'll never have to. It's a fear that I hope I pray pray that will never be realized. And to the mothers, you know, there's mothers that I've known who've lost child. You know, I don't, I don't know. What it's just, what do you say to the mother? I mean, you know, this story, this loss of a child. I've seen it so many different varieties. I saw it from my mother's perspective. I saw it from one of my closest friends in high school, died in her early twenties um, in a horrible accident. You know, and her family, sister, brother, um, her parents, the loss of a child, um, you know, my like I said, my mother, and, and people I've known over the years, and um, there's not, I, there's nothing you can say at the moment, you just, you know, it's just going to fucking suck. It's just going to suck. It's going to, um, there's, I mean, I hope you have faith. I hope you have, um, something to turn to. I know, I, I feel that this, you know, this was the point in my mother's life where, you know, she left the Catholic church and kind of went, you know, I term it the fundamentalist year. She, 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 she went through a, a variety of religions and I was, you know, very young, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, and being dragged along to all these, you know, new experiences, new churches. Um, but again, how can I judge her for any of that? How can I? Because I think to get through, to not, to, <laughs> for my mother to get out of bed, work, and show up, even if it was just a shadow of a, 
of a mother figure, but just to show up, just be there. It says, you know, I it says a lot about her. Um, and I, I guess, God forbid, if something ever happened to one of my kids, I'd, I'd hope to emulate her in one fashion and so much, 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 much better in another. But the one fashion I would want to emulate her is that she got up. She, you know, she lived on. What I would not like to emulate is eventually I would want to move on as peacefully and as happily as I, as is possible to live. Um, not to die myself. And then that, you know, I'm talking about this. It's easy to talk about when I actually, it's not easy to talk about, but, um, I say all this, God only knows if the re if the reality of this fear ever happened, I, um, especially with my, I, you know, have had bouts of depression throughout my life. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I do know that I'm, I'm very lucky because I have so many people who I know would, you know, be here for me and be looking out for me. So that's kind of, that's, that's me facing my fear of death <laughs> of a job. Um, I actually, so that's, that's that one. Um, I don't actually have much fear about my own death, which is good. This one's going to be really fucked up. Um, <laughs> and not because of Eastern philosophies or, you know, um, even though there's this thing about, you know, not fearing death, but I, I can't speak to that. I'm not, I'm not an expert in that. Um, I mean, I, I've read it. I try to understand it and it does make sense to me letting go of the fear of death. Um, but that's not how I got to that. How I got to that is is really, I think, because death touched me at a very young age. Because I've seen it with my grandma and I saw it with my aunts. Um, I saw it, it, you know, with my dad. And, um, you know, I, I've seen it. So... I'm not that, that, that fear of the unknown, like that, that fear, in other words, if you haven't been touched by death, the fear of the unknown of it, I, I don't have that. Um, and then as far as my own personal death, I have to be honest, I mean, I, I've never been suicidal, I'm not, I've, you know, but I have <laughs> had moments of such despair and such sadness that I was like, God, you know. It, it would be okay <laughs> if I, you know, well, wasn't alive right now. Um, luckily, those moments are very fleeting and small. And, um, but I, I, you know, I feel things deeply. And so sometimes I think, God, it's just exhausting. It's exhausting to, um, just to be alive sometimes. Um, but then again, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for it and I'm thankful for it and that's the perspective I have.
But I guess, uh, what I'm saying is I'm not scared to die. I'm not, um, um, that's just, um, you know, if it happens, it happens. I, I've thought about it and I've thought, you know, my kids, I'm very lucky to have a fantastic father. Um, yeah, not a perfect father, but a fantastic father and who loves them dearly and, um, and they will be well taken care of. They have a lot of loved people, loved ones in their life. So they're very lucky. Um, I've thought about like different ways that I might die and you're like, what if I got cancer? What if, you know, died in a car accident? <laughs> I've gamed all those scenarios and, um, you know, it's, it would eventually, I guess, end and it would, you know, be fine. But that one's, you know, it's just not one that I, I major fear that I have. My own death is not a major fear. It's like, my thoughts are, you know, I've been dying since I was born. So <laughs> it will happen. Um, all right. So that was like a major one. And so one death, that was my one fear, right? Broke it down a little bit. Kids versus my own. Um, Fear number two is being alone. Um, so I don't I don't know how or why this imprinted on me. I think it, it's probably I'm not unique to it, based on the fact that everyone seems to um, couple off. But um, somewhere along the lines, I was told a story that everyone should, will, not should, hopefully ends up with someone else, that you get paired off, that you find the one, the Prince Charming. Um, that fear, um, I did have, I hate this, you know, especially after the divorce. Um, no, shit. You know, when you don't have that emergency contact, when you when you freeze, when you're filling out the paperwork, <laughs> you don't know who to add. Who to put like, I don't know. Um, depends on the emergency. <laughs> Here's a chart. Um, so I did have this huge fear of, of you know, being alone, not finding um, a soulmate. That one, I've tried to, like, um, I guess that's what this year is about. This whole year of really not being in a, in a relationship, um, a long-term relationship, of um, being by myself. Now, mind you, asterisk, being by myself does not mean celibate, so don't get confused um, in my world. I'm talking about that emotional relationship of uh, everything, um, emotional, physical, um, that relate type of relationship. I, I just, um, I haven't experienced it this year. So, um, it, it, and I, I kind of made a deal with myself and my son <laughs> for different reasons, but I was just going to, um, be on my own, um, 
the spirit of that has been all along. There was a, a month there that I, I took a U-turn for a little bit, but the spirit of it has been there from the beginning of the year. If you look at some of my, um, or if you were to look at some of my, like, uh, online dating stuff, I think that's, like, the thing that I've put in it, in the profile. You know, not looking for a long-term relationship. Um, which has made the, the, <laughs> the, the stock of people contacting me so um, interesting. That's for another podcast. Um, so being alone. So in a way, I think this year has kind of helped me deal with this fear because I have been alone by choice, by, by my own design. And um, I've had a fucking great year. I mean, I really have. I, 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 I mean, this might actually be the best year of my life. I mean, things just continuously happen for me. I, it feels like I've cultivated um, the life that I want. So, you know, reconnecting with my family, um, investing the time in the friendships that I have, my relationship with my children, going back to school, the jobs, this podcast, um, even the, the, you know, love affairs that I've had this year, they've all been, it's, it's been a great year. Um, and the thing about this fear, this particular fear about being alone is I sort of, uh, did a, walked it through the way, you know, my therapist <laughs> may have walked it through with me if I had been sitting on the couch, which was like, first of all, you know, I let me you know, phrase it. She'd say is like, what's what's your data show? What's the data? What's the data of your life show on this? And um, in this instance, I like you know, my mom's alone. My dad died alone. Like when I say my dad died alone, he died alone. They did not find his body. He lived in New York by himself. Um, never remarried after my mother. Don't know if he ever had a relationship. I have no idea what um, my father did for companionship. My mother didn't have any companionship um, after my father. So I don't have a lot of data on being in a relationship or in a healthy relationship. So that's, you know, okay. All right, Marisol, you know. Well, you you might that that was a signal for me of like okay you might want to work through this fear because you might end up alone um, and I'm okay with that I mean it's not ideal it's not what I want um, but if I did I I feel like I have a really good life and you know I. I have a, a beloved cousin who her, her and I have kind of like already made plans. We're going to move in together. <laughs> um, and, you know, there's, it's, you make the best of it. And, and I'm, the thing is I'm okay being alone. I actually kind of like um, being by myself at times. Um, 
I, I think it'd be really hard for me to share space. Those, but you know, the the polarity to this is also I do this doesn't mean I'm, I'm not lonely or that I haven't um, experienced the extreme desire to not be alone. Um, but if that doesn't happen for me, I still have a fucking kick-ass life. <laughs> and it's not going to be devoid of physical affection. Um, it's not going to be devoid of love. It's not going to be devoid of um, companionship. So that's that's me walking through that fear. Like, all right, if you're alone, you're, you're going to be okay. Might not be, you know, choice A for me, but if, it, if you know, the cards played, oh, that's hard, I can't, that's, I wish I could edit this, but I don't know how, and I don't have time to, to learn, <laughs> but it, if that's the way it happens, if the, the life, for me, I don't end up being partnered up, and I end up being alone, fuck it, I will make the best of it, um, all right, how long have I been on this? Because I do have one more fear that I don't want to um, go on too long. I don't even know why I go to check this because I, I can't tell. This is, it's, I need to get like a, someone to help me with this. <laughs> um, all right, so I'm gonna just go ahead and finish it off. Um, this, this fear, is one I've been working on actually um, also in the last few years and that's the fear of money. I have a, a huge, huge fear of money, specifically not having it. Um, I, to, to say that I grew up poor, I, I would describe my childhood as working poor. My mother worked um, hard, uh, office jobs, I, I laborer. I she worked. I mean, she raised th at least three, uh, four with my brother, but she was married at that time. But three kids, um, a single mom since I was eight, since I was seven. So, um, so we didn't have, you know, we didn't have uh, a lot of money, but. You can even go further than that. This is this is a theory I have. The theory is you go back even one more generation to my mother's generation. My mother's from Honduras, born in Honduras, and she's one of 12. So sit with that for a second. My mother is one of 12 children in Honduras. I have absolutely no idea what the financial situation <laughs> was. But I can only imagine, I feel that I can make a healthy um, or I could suggest that it wouldn't be an exaggeration that maybe money was tight or non-existent. I don't know. And um, I really don't know. I have no idea. But I feel that there might be this like primitive fear of resources that not only 
that I have that maybe others in my family have. I don't know. I'm not. I, this is a theory that I have, but that's just you know. I feel like it's always there in the back of my mind that I don't know, like homelessness. Like I have this fear of just like you know not having enough food or resources. Okay, so me walking through this one. This one, the fear of money. This has been a fear that has actually played me, affected me, um, actually affected the quality of my life because I had such an intense fear of it. And I, and combined with I was never really taught how to manage money, but I knew I also wanted money. <laughs> like I, I, my whole, um, focus as far as school when I was a kid was getting out you know I wanted I wanted white suburban privilege um and you know what <laughs> I have it um and I am grateful for it but it's a fear because of the this fear this I want to talk a little bit about this one. I won't tear up because I've kind of, this one isn't as emotional as the other ones for me. Any, um, but this fear of money, I literally like, <laughs> the way it affected me was A, being bad with money. B, I, if, the best way I can describe it is like hysterical blindness in, in when people would talk to me about money. And I'll give you an example of this. When I was going through um, my divorce, you know, I had not one, not two, I think I had three really close friends review my financial review and sit down with me and try to, <laughs> try to explain, you know, a budget and saving and, and all, I, you know, I would just feel the anxiety and I would feel my throat constricting and it's sort of like this white noise in my ears and I, I hear what you're saying, <laughs> but I don't really hear what you're saying. Um, that one, um, and I, but see this fear, I had to walk through. I had to walk through it because I had to fucking deal with it. I, I couldn't just do that anymore. I have um, three kids. I, I'm divorced. I don't foresee um, marrying again. I, I, I don't, I don't, I, I know you never know what happens in the future. Um, and again, that doesn't mean I don't want to pair off with anyone, but I just don't, I, I don't see it. I don't see uh, in my future as something that I, I honestly I don't even know if I want it um, so in other words I'm not going to find that security monetarily from a spouse and not that I'm judging anyone who does or saying that people do I just it's not something um, that I want to do right now and um, so I had to fucking put my big girl panties on. And it's still a process. It's a practice. It's like everything in life. Anything that you want to 
you know, be better at, you've got to practice. And so I have to practice it and I'm still learning. And, you know, um, there's still months that I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Where'd my money go? Um, but I also, I don't, a lot of the other issues I've had with money, um, there's a, yeah, those were some of the other issues I had was the sense of I wasn't, um, like I always have to justify it. Like I always have to justify, um, spending money on myself. Like I could spend money on my kids. I, I do. I do spend way too much money on my children. Um, easily. I just, it's something I have to actually probably work on. But for me to spend it on myself, and I do, I mean, I'm not claiming I don't, but I, now it's easier, but there was a time where I just kind of felt like I, you know, didn't deserve it, wasn't worthy of, you know, even like getting a pedicure, a manicure would, um, I, I felt guilty about. That one, you know, I, I still, there's like a twinge of it, um, but it's, it's um, something I've definitely gotten better about. Um, security, you know, that fear. So this, this whole fear, so... Again, I look at the data, I look at my life, and I'm like, okay. Um, my mom, not knowing the language, <laughs> not not knowing, you know, not having, I, I don't even know what level of education my mother had. I know she went to secretarial school at one point, but I, you know, definitely no college education. I don't even know if there's a high school education there. I don't, from both my parents, I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't think so. So if those two, if my father and my mother were both able with that, you know, situation, they weren't homeless. They worked hard. They had families. They raised us. We had food on the table. Um, if they could do it, I could do it. And I feel like I have done it. Um, I've done it in the past. I've I, you know, I say it often, I left two days after high school graduation and have basically been on my own since then. So I've done it and I'm doing it now and, um, you know, hopefully I will continue to have the health and brains to, to continue to do it and, um, you know, like when this job fell on my lap this week, um, it was just this moment of like just gratitude, just like, you know what, I'm going to be okay. And I'm not going to end up homeless <laughs> in the streets. <laughs> my kids um, aren't going to walk home and the electricity bill not be paid. Well, we're going to be okay. And I'm going to be okay. And I'm okay today. And I got to focus on today and not jump to the future and freak the fuck out and be paralyzed by fear. So, <clears throat> so that, there you go. There's my podcast on fear. Um, hopefully you all have a, um, wonderful week. Uh, again, thank you for listening. I, you can find these podcasts on my website, which is www.shityoucan'tmakeup you being just the letter.com. And I haven't updated the website. I haven't done anything with it. Um, 
I, this is again just a, a labor of love for me. So, uh, no, uh, did I use that context right? I don't know. Just a creative outlet. I don't know what the fuck it is. Goodbye. <laughs>